We would like to acknowledge the Gadigal peoples of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay our respects to their elders past, present and future. Welcome to Sit With Us, the podcast. I'm Ella. And I'm Dom. And this is your invite to sit with us and chat about all things relationships, reality TV, pop culture and everything in between. Coming up on this episode. She did say that, um, you know, obviously she's much older than I am and she needs makeup and I don't. Okay. No. No. (laughs) And to be honest with you, I haven't said this yet, but I could have blown up at that point. Love that. Need to clear the throat a little bit, especially uh, me. Need to get a little bit more of that jungle juice out of my throat. Get the jungle the, juice. Get the testicles out of my throat still because it's yes. still stuck in there. But welcome back to sit with us, everyone. Welcome back. We are back. We're back, baby. I'm out of the jungle, straight back in. It's been about a three to four week break. Yeah, I, I would probably say by the time this goes live for you guys, it's probably been almost a month. Yeah. So for a little bit, you know, it was just me sort of talking to myself for a while. <laughs> not we, much changed, babe. <laughs> not you know much has I mean? changed in that part. Yeah. Yep. Caught up with the with the sit with us fam without you. Kept them up to date with what's going on with you in the jungle. What's going on in my life? We had some guests. I know it was it, amazing. It feels like so much actually has happened. Like obviously a lot has happened for you and guys. Like sit the fuck down, strap on in, go for a long ass walk because we're about to get into some shit. <laughs> oh my god, guys! I was kind of say like the second I got out of the jungle, I got myself a notepad and I was like, I'm not typing this in my phone. I still don't even want to look at my phone to be mm. honest. Like the idea of my phone still gives me anxiety now. But I wrote everything down. Mm. I wanted to get all of my thoughts, all of my feelings on pen and paper, get it all down there. Mm. Um, so the entire flight home, I was just writing down my notes, mm. which I found like this real cathartic mm. experience for me. Um, you know, Ella loves her journaling and mm. this was like my foray into journaling. But having everything written down, it was like a real kind of humbling experience for me to have it my way and how mm. I felt and how I saw it all happen before I watched the show. Mm-hmm. And just like to preface as well, I've only watched eight episodes. So I haven't yeah, even watched the whole blows thing. Blows my yet. mind. I know. Like that would be the first thing that I would do if I got out of the jungle. I would be getting on my phone straight away just to watch everything. I know. Well, the first thing I did was obviously call my friends and family, yeah. eat some Vegemite toast, have yeah. a shower, obviously, shower and a bath. Mm. But I did then go on socials. Um, my beautiful friend Isabella, who mm. was doing my socials while I was gone, she had uploaded everything uh, yeah. on TikTok and I was just kind of for a few hours going through my TikToks and seeing all of the highlights to all of the major moments because obviously I had no idea how everything was seen and what you guys were seeing on, mm. on TV. Um, so like every day in there I'd be thinking, oh, my God, what's, you know, what's happening with the podcast? Mm. What's Ella talking about? Um, you know, how's my f- – friends and family, what are they all doing, what's Millie doing, I hope she hasn't put on fucking 10 kilos. <laughs> well, newsflash, guys, she's put on 10 kilos and she needs to go on a diet, that bitch. She's <laughs> chunky and it's not good. Uh, but, yeah, so it was just – you just have so much free time and we're going to get into all of that. Yeah. But so excited to be back, so excited to be back for bigger, better, fresher mm. – we're going through a bit of a rebrand, I would say. Yeah. You know, we've had some really exciting changes with the podcast, mm. which we're so happy about. We have got the fucking sickest team backing us now yep. and we're really just taking sit with us to a um, facelifted version, yeah. you know, a few more injections here F- and there. A bit of filler, a little bit of face tape just to do a little bit of a lift, yeah. um, potentially getting a little bit of our bucal fat taken out. I'm not sure what that is, but yep, whatever it's Dom the, says, I'll do. It's that one. You know what Bella Hadid's had? Out of your face, into your ass, or into your tits. Yeah. Well, you could look into that, babe. Yeah. But we, on that note, <laughs> we have come back and we're just, we feel like we're new and we're improved. Yeah. And we're just spicing things up now. We've got really big goals for the podcast for 2023 and we're really excited. And we always say this, we couldn't have done any of this without you guys. Yeah. So we're so happy to be back I miss talking you, more shit. Yeah, I missed you guys so much. I listened to all of the podcasts that Ella recorded when I was in the bath after I got out of the jungle <laughs> and it was so nice to obviously catch up with Ella because mm. you, you were asleep when I was awake, yes. so that was nice. And then <laughs> just 
kind of, you know, see what everyone with the podcast has been doing, you know, yeah. go through the Facebook group and mm. see what everyone's been talking about. Obviously, like the end of maths happened and then yeah. like just all other stuff and then obviously all the things that happened in the jungle. Yeah. So it was just nice to have a little bit of a refresh. But when I landed back in Australia, I definitely needed that time to mm. get back into reality because mm. – Guys, it was such a different life that I was living for almost a month. So how long has it been now since you've been out of the jungle? By the time this episode goes to air, it'll be a month that I've been back fully. Yeah. Um, So it's been about a month almost. Yeah. And would you say that you're fully adjusted back into routine? Look, the routine thing um, I think – was always going to be the easiest part of everything getting used to mm. because in the jungle you had to give yourself somewhat of a routine yeah. to survive. Yeah. Um, so that was my way of mentally surviving the jungle because mm. I had to go into it thinking, okay, I need to keep myself busy. Mm. So I need to have a routine of what I do every morning. I wake up, I go to the toilet, I come back, we make breakfast together, have mm. breakfast like go for a um, walk down to the creeks, stay there for a little bit, then go sit on the the bridge and get some sunshine then come mm. back and then the show's live. So then we do the live show. So I just – I had a routine in my head of what I did in the jungle to mm. stay sane because otherwise you just – you don't know what time it is. You've got no concept of anything. Mm. Um, and for me, I like to have that routine. I like to mm. know what's going on, what time it is, all of that kind of stuff. So just releasing all of that control mm. really did take a while to do. I think yeah. at least 10 days because you've got to remember when you you get in there, you're detoxing from everything. You're detoxing from social media, detoxing from coffee, um, mm, alcohol, sugar, sugar oh, everything. everything. Like we don't get sugar, salt, pepper, nothing. Like we don't mm. get any of that. And you don't realise until you're in those situations where all those oh things are God. stripped away, you don't actually realise how much you like them or need them or crave them. You don't realise how much they can actually affect you when you have them taken away. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm. Like honestly, I think about a week in is when I finally stopped kind of looking for my phone or reaching Mm. for my phone or wanting to even like – I honestly didn't think about my phone for a really, really long time and it was so blissful. I think at the the start it was tough because I was probably trying to – push against it. I was like, yeah, you oh my fight God, it. this is uncomfortable. I was yeah. fighting it. Like, I don't like this. I, I miss my family. Mm. I'm like with all these strangers. I don't know these people. Like, this yeah. is really tough. You're starving. You're sleep deprived because the bed is so uncomfortable. You're feeling all of these feelings and the detoxing is so hard. Like, you feel like absolute shit. Mm. Like, you purge. Like, it's just like diarrhea, like nausea. Mm. You just, you sweat at night. Like, I'd be having like these weird kind of like fucking hot flashes Mm. and and then I got my period and I got my period for 12 days while I was in the jungle, Mm. which is crazy. Like my period is never that long. Um, So your body just goes through these weird changes because it doesn't know what's going on because you're on 800 calories a day. So I remember before you went into the jungle, we recorded that little like announcement. You remember, babe, like we we knew that you're going in the jungle and we were like, oh my God, guys, Dom's going in the jungle. And then we told them like the things that you were doing leading up to how you do medical testing, injections, all that sort of stuff. So... Then you left to South Africa. Then Dom left, okay? Then she got there. And we FaceTimed. Yeah. And obviously the time difference was all out of whack. And it was surreal for me to be like, what the fuck? Like, okay, she's in South Africa now. Like, this is so wild to me. So this is the day that I went into the jungle. Yeah, so that's right. we flew into Johannesburg and then we had to get like a smaller flight to Hootsprite, which is a little town, I guess, near Kruger National Park, which is where the show is filmed. So mm. yes, number one, it is filmed in a national park. We are in the bloody jungle, guys. And that was some some of the questions in the group was, is it even a freaking, of course it's a jungle, guys. Guys, of course. it's a fucking jungle. Uh, what do you think this is? A park? Okay, it, it's <laughs> It wasn't a park. It was a jungle. There's baboons on the road. You've got to stop driving because there's baboons, mate. And they don't move for you. They're, They're wild. Like, Fuck this. They're wild. They will look at you and they get, and they do the teeth and they don't like females. Baboons don't like females. Oh, because they could smell. Yeah, they I would don't be know. able I'm to smell like, it. God. All right. Yeah, they're like, I'm like oh. sorry, jeez, how yeah, sexist. Kind of um, so in Hootsprite, it's just this beautiful little town mm. and I was lucky enough to stay at this incredible accommodation called Safari Moon and I had a beautiful team of, of women and men that worked there, like the chefs and the, yeah. the staff at this um, resort. And so I had three days there before I went into the jungle and I had no TV. Mm. Um, I had minimal Wi-Fi, mm. but it was just so nice to 
kind of experience Africa in that way. Mm. So I went and did a game drive. Um, the first animal that I saw on the game drive was a lioness. Beautiful. And I feel like that was a real – I started crying. I feel like it was a sign to me yeah. to see that lioness, yeah. that, that female strength. Yeah. And because they are – like you always think of like the male lion mm. being, you know, king of the jungle. Mm. But the lioness is – she does the hunting. She's oh, yeah. like – she's – the queen, man, mm-hmm. you know. So that was very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. And to see her and hear her roar and that rumble mm-hmm. in her chest, I've never heard anything so incredible in my life. It was just so amazing because I've got a Simba tattoo on my on my hip yeah. and I never thought that one day I'd be spending a month living in Africa wow. and seeing all these animals. So, And you um, had like a little pool in your backyard and like animals would come. Yeah. Because I remember we FaceTimed and you were saying like that animals would come up to the glass, like your glass door. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pumbas would come come up there would be um these kind of like antelope style thing they've got a lot of things An that antelope. are like deer. They're so weird looking. I don't know they they're weird looking there's a lot of them they're huge um they've got big horns there were cheetahs in that area but when it comes to cheetahs you have to be very lucky to even see one and yeah. also you never hear them because they're so quiet and really oh my god amazing like yeah. I, that was the one thing I was sad that I didn't see I didn't see a cheetah but you know I'll, I can go back to south africa that's fine yeah. um but Going into the, the day that I FaceTimed you and I was in the, the gold dress. Yeah, you were getting ready to go. I was go. ready to go. And I was like, ah, bye. This is the moment. See like, you I, on the other end. I had to, you know, I called you. I called my special man. <laughs> I called my family. And then handing over my phone, turning it off and being like, okay, was the weirdest yeah. thing ever. Like it was the weirdest experience. That was the real end of it. It's like, okay, you're going into the jungle, Domenica. Mm. So get in a car, all blacked out, can't fucking see anything, which mm. I hated that. I was like so motion sickness. Anyway, get to the um, the location where we're filming the opening scene where yes. you all saw us walking on the red carpet and, yeah. and getting there and meeting everyone. And I was the second person to enter the, the, jungle, the jungle, I guess yeah. you could say. And... It was like I was so nervous. What were you mostly nervous about? Like was it the meeting the people? Was like that ever going over your head? Like, oh, my God, I wonder who's going to be there. Yeah, it was mostly I guess about – Oh, who, who's going to be in yeah. here? Am I going to get on with them? Mm. Um, it was like maths all over again, like being yeah. around people that I don't even know yeah. and I'm going to have to be around these people for, for indefinitely. While. You know yeah. what I mean? And you might not um, get along with everyone. Exactly. Well, <laughs> well yeah, there's always <laughs> one. Funny that. <laughs> uh, and I was so nervous but I was just so excited because I didn't know like what trial we were going to have to do to get into it. Mm. I would have been more nervous if I knew what I had to do. Yeah. Bloody hell. The first trial. Uh, the first trial. Yeah. But it was just like more nervous excitement, to be honest with you, because I was just so keen to get in there. And then I met everyone and everyone was so amazing. And I feel like we, that group of us, like it was Debs, Nathan, Dico, Bianca, me and Adam, I feel like we just got on so well. We just gelled immediately and it was the nicest feeling. Mm. Um, And thank God for that. Yeah, thank God for because that. Because I feel like in these environments, and same with even like any kind of reality TV mm. show, right, you need to have someone who you do instantly just feel this connection with because otherwise if you don't have just one person mm. in that experience, it's going to be really hard. Yeah. It, it makes everything even harder. So how good that you instantly had this really special connection with some of the people. Yeah. And they, they had a fucking good cast. Oh, it was an amazing it cast. It was amazing. Amazing this year. Yeah. And Bianca was like, oh, she just like was next to me and we were holding hands like yeah. immediately. I felt like oh. so instantly connected to her. And then, uh, you know, when we went, we got to the trial and we found out what we had to do. You so know, maybe we'll have to get a little clip of what the first trial was. I'm sure you guys have all plank. seen it. It's just it was the, the plank. plank. Okay, the plank. And it was just, it, it was amazing. I remember when I was watching... Dom go out there and I think it was really windy and you were just like, why are you fucking windy? You're like, why is it so windy? And I'm like, come on, come on, Dom. Like, yeah. you've got to do it this. Was, I got there and I'm like, okay, this is going to be fine. You're, you're on a harness. You're harnessed up. It's yeah. fine. Like, what and could the, go wrong? Nothing the second wrong. The, they put the helmet on you and you got the harness and then they say, okay, go. And you have to go and you stand out and you see that drop. Yeah. It, it's like something instantly changes and it's like, no, it's, it's this inner, like, I guess it's like a fight or What's flight a fight being or flight? like, no, why are you going to do this? You're going to yeah, die. Yeah, of course. You're like going into this like protective mode and it's like you obviously want to protect yourself, which means your body is going to reject yeah. what's in front of you. So, and then it's windy because you're uh, so high up. And, <laughs> but then also, you know that they're filming a TV show. Yeah. And also, like, I came here for a reason. I, yeah. I went there to do everything. Like, yeah. I didn't want to not 
give everything mm. a go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for me, I think as soon as I walked down to that plank, I knew I couldn't walk back, so I had to do it. But I just kept thinking about my uncle who, Leukemia Foundation, who was mm. my charity. My uncle suffered for a really long time with leukemia and seeing him suffer through that, it put everything into perspective for mm. me. So I just thought this feeling of how I'm uncomfortable right now compares nothing to what my uncle went through and knowing Mm. that I was there for the Leukemia Foundation and to raise awareness and money for that charity, Mm. it took that all away. Um, I really can say from this whole experience, I'm definitely a less selfish person. Mm. It's made me think about, you know, the the bigger picture so much more. And we will get into that, um, I guess, pretty much all season as well because I feel like I've learned so much from that. And a really big thing, guys, that I just want to say, and this is a shout-out to the Sit With Us community, Mm. is because, you know, this year our motto was... Lean, lean in. in. Well, my, my therapist, what was my therapist, what he told me to do yeah. was to lean in and we were both like, let's just lean into everything. And I just kept replaying that in my head, lean in, Domenica, mm. just lean into this, just let yourself go, mm. you know? And that was a really big thing that I kept thinking. I kept thinking of all you guys mm. back home, around the world, listening, watching, supporting me and just how much, like, I know – in that moment, if I pushed myself and showed myself that I could do it, mm. imagine how that will inspire other people watching it, like being like, oh, my God, Dom is so frightened of this, but if she can do this, mm. like, wow, maybe when I'm in scary situations next time or things that mm. I'm afraid of, mm. I know that courage is is within. So yeah. it was like a beautiful thing, like from the very first day. Yeah. So from the very first day, oh, yeah, you've got I to be, unlocked yeah. this newfound courage within myself that I had no idea existed. Mm. And, you know, being able to be in a, an amazing group of people mm. like we had was just the cherry on top, really. And, like, what a difference going from maths, which is that, kind of environment of personalities yeah. to then... Toxic, really. Yeah, well, just, yeah. you know, you're not really going to learn uh-huh. much from those kind of people. But, uh-huh. you know, you go to a show like this who are celebrities, um, mind you, and I did say this on the podcast while you were gone, I didn't know anyone but um, Nathan and yourself. Yep. And I knew of Woody but not overly. So, yeah, they're all celebrities but... I had no idea yeah. who they were. I mean, look, like Peter Helliart for me is yeah, just yeah, an I don't absolute even, yeah, I don't, icon. I didn't even like, know who that was. I was very, oh, my God, like a fangirl moment. Yeah. Because I've watched Rove my, like growing up my whole yeah. life. Liz Ellis, like, you know, I had her shoes, her volleys growing yeah. up, like in year seven. I'd never watched Deb on Home and Away, but yeah. like learning about her career and, um, yeah. you know, all of that was amazing. And then just getting to know everyone, even though I didn't know them fully, just getting to really, really know them because we have so much time. Yeah. So all we do all day is talk. Yeah. Um, but it was it was amazing to be around these people who are so influential and have, I guess, have been in my life forever. Yeah. Um, and to get to meet them and to get to really get to know who they are Mm. was really just such an honour. And, like, you're in this environment where you're learning so much, obviously, about you, Mm. but also you're learning from these people who are older than you who have been through, you know, all of them have their own story and everyone is so interesting. Everyone has such a unique story and journey in life. And just in comparison to maths, it's just like, you, Mm. like, Oh, I guess you don't really have – yeah, you get personal growth, but that's really upon yourself to to do. That's only Whereas, if you allow yourself to grow yeah. in that show. But, but in but in this environment, being in the jungle, like you, have you are no forced choice. to. You yeah. have no choice, yeah, mate. It's, no like, choice. it's like step up or ship out, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's not all about you in that mm. environment. It's you need to work hard for your team, for your mm. – like for camp. Like you need to work together. There's no solo anything. You have to really yeah. work as a team. So that was something I really enjoyed about – camp life was everyone had to work together whether that be for the fire for the you know emptying the toilets for cleaning the dishes or doing the cooking do you remember your first night oh first night like what was the first night so you guys finished the trials everyone killed it it was amazing i cried um, I especially cried watching Nathan because that was just oh very God. emotional. It was emotional. I, I was feeling his emotion. <laughs> I just can't help but laugh at Nathan. I mean, like, he's just yes. the best. Honestly. I mean, I watched him on Jordy Shaw. He's a totally different person on that show to what oh he was on God, I'm a Celeb. But when everybody 
obviously made it through. You get to camp. Yeah. Everyone's still glammed up. We've got your makeup on. But you're, you've changed now. You're in your outfits. Yep. And what was the first? Like everyone found their beds. Everyone chose where they wanted to sleep. Like, and then what? Because obviously there's a lot of hours that we miss, guys. There's a lot of fucking hours that we didn't yeah, see. There's, there's a lot, obviously, you know, we're making a TV show, yeah. so there's a lot that doesn't get seen. We're in there 24-7 for, you and know. And we I see was an hour and a bit. Exactly. I was in there 25 days. So yeah. work out the hours. I'm no fucking yeah. Einstein. And the first night I just remember being really anxious. Yeah. Because... You're in this completely new environment. And you washed your face with water, babe. No makeup. No makeup wipes. No, no I, makeup cleanses. No, do you know what, want to know how I got my makeup off? I used olive oil. Legit. Oh, true. I used well, olive oil. Good. Olive oil yeah. and then water. But then the olive oil was still on my face. So and it's quite thick. Long story yeah. short, it was not a nice time. Mm. But you had to do it. I wasn't going to sleep with makeup. Sleep with makeup. Gosh, no, Number one rule. Not even in the jungle, babies. No. Uh, so... First night I was really anxious. I found it very – even though I was exhausted because obviously all of that socialising, all of this new environment, like you're, you're exhausted or your adrenaline's shot. Yeah. Plus you've done the trial. Exactly. So, so you're like coming off that high. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I just remember falling, like getting into bed, which is the most uncomfortable bed possible. It's literally just like a – It's like a net? It's not a net. It's like a tarp Okay. held up on this thing on poles, like yeah. four poles. So yeah. it's just kind of, I guess – and it's, it's arched, right? So it dips. It's, it's so un- it, it doesn't really move with your body like a mattress does. Yeah, right. Um, for the first five days, I had really bad bruising on the sides of my thighs because the way I was sleeping at night, my body was just like freaking out. Like, why this is so, mm. so hard? You know what I mean? So I had a lot of bruising. I had a lot oh of bruising gosh. from doing the plank as well. But I just remember, you know, because Anna was my sleeping mate next to me and yeah. um, that night Anna got up 10 times to piss and I never forget this because <laughs> she fucking woke me up like every time because you, you can't walk barefoot so every time you get out of bed you have to put your boots you on you have to put your boots on oh, so what whatever whatever you were doing you need to have your boots on is that just because there's bugs on the ground because there's scorpions Sticks. there's spiders there's snakes there's everything there it wants to either kill you. you or make you like a rashy or something like okay. everything's bad right you know what I mean? So you got to put your fucking boots on to go piss. Yep. And those boots and are heavy. And it's dark, right? Oh, my God. Well, there's little lights on. Oh, but okay. But the area of the toilets is all lit up. And, oh, okay. And they're watching you 24-7. There's cameras 24-7. God, I'd be scared. I'm terrified of the dark. I'd be too scared to oh, go no, to it the wasn't, toilet. It wasn't that dark. I'd have to ask someone but, to come with me. Yeah. Oh, no. You, I'd be shit scared in there. But the fire's on too. Oh, okay. So the fire is like a little bit of light. Light. Well, thank God um, for that. But, yeah, it, the sleep, the first week of sleep was just horrible. You're not comfortable. You are... Cold? Oh, it was bloody you, freezing. Yeah, because during the days it looked warm. Like you guys were in singlets and stuff. But then at night I was observing. I was like, because I know that, you know, you like your blankets. And yep. I was seeing I if like you had your layers on and the jackets and the vests and... And you did. Some nights I was sleeping yeah. fully clothed, yeah. like with all of the layers that they would give us and then like my sleeping bag. So oh. eventually they gave us blankets and a tarp wow. because then it did – there was a bit of rain. Yeah. It only rained like three times the entire time we were in there. Yeah. But, yeah, the mornings and the nights were cold and during wow. the day was beautiful, um, which was really, really lovely. Mm. So we could go for swims in the waterfall and all of that kind of stuff, which we would do every day because if you don't go on a trial, you're just in camp. You're just you're, sitting there. You're all just in camp. Day. So after you go live, and after you know, it's like, oh, this person's going to trial. Then Chris and Julia leave, and then we're just sitting there, and it's lunchtime by that time. So Liz would have the beans and rice set up, mm-hmm. you know, ready to eat, and then you know they um, Vog, whose voice of God, would come over the speakers and say, "Celebrities, this person, this person will be going for trial in an hour." Mm. So then it's like, okay, an hour. Then they're going to leave. Yeah, right. So we'd eat lunch hang out a bit, whatever. Then and also in the mornings and nights, so you know when to get up and you know when to go to bed. Because they wake us up. So they're like the voice of God yes. over the speakers. Yes. What's he say? He goes... Is it a boy or a girl? Good morning, celebrity. Well, it depends which producer you get, but it's, uh, you know, good morning, celebrities. It's a beautiful day in South Africa. Uh, <laughs> and then sometimes they'd give us like a trivia of the day or something oh. and give us facts about South Africa, which was really fun actually. And if we started talking, they'd say, please put your microphones on. Like the, So that oh. thing that yeah, around our neck is The necklace is was microphone. the mic. But everyone thinks that it's the circular thing that's the microphone. That's not. It's the actual thing, it's, right? It's the, the mic's in the little... Yeah, I've seen something like yeah. that before. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, why even is there that little hangy thing? I think it's just more like... Jewelry. It's just... Like to make it look kind of cute. Yeah, it's you to know, make it look good. Accessory. Um, but 
it's the weirdest thing. And then you can go to bed at night, I guess, after, you know, you've eaten, you've done everything. And if there's a challenge, like if you have to do a challenge in camp, mm. you obviously have to stay up for that. Right. And then you have to go and do all your interviews. So really, like, some of the challenges, if it was in the evening or if it was later, like, you might not get into bed until 3 a.m., but you don't know what time it is. We don't know what time it is, yeah. but we're exhausted. Like we, You're wrecked. You can feel it when you, like, we know it would be late when we'd be yawning and everyone yeah. would be like, oh, my God, I'm so tired. Like, wow. you just know. You yeah. know when it would be those later nights. But you kind of just get through it, you know. Yeah. I think, you know, all of the little challenges that they bring into camp are quite fun. Some of them were a bit shit, to be honest with you. Yeah. There are a few ones that I was just like, this is so – like I would hate the ones where only one person would win the treat yeah. and the other person would just sit there and not get food or like one team would get food and the other wouldn't. Like yeah. that killed me. When we did that grease one, we were so devo that oh, night. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I don't know if that came – up. we haven't watched that yet, but I don't know if it that came up. That was early days. But I tell you what, we were devo, man. We were yeah. just like oh, – they're sitting up there eating their burgers and shakes and we're just here going like – and then we had to go in and do interviews and we're just like – So no, what's it called, like, the room, the box, the kitty? Uh, tok Toki. Okay, so the Tok Toki is where they would go and sit in this room and they'd be talking to the camera. Yes. Now, there's also a big difference with this show and maths and people are so curious to know like how different is it, right? Because mm. the producer side of things is what people are curious about. The whole editing, is it heavily produced? Obviously, you know, maths – it, mm. it is. So with this show, there's no producers hanging around. No one's behind the cameras chatting to these guys. They're not asking no. you the questions. No. So you go into this room and then the camera's there and then what? So we would go into a talk talkie. And they um, would call you in, right? And yes. The voice of God would yes, say. Yes, the voice of God would call us in. So I, I think this is probably the most common question that we got in the Sit With Us group yeah. and even on my Instagram was how involved mm. are the producers or how involved – you know, is the team. Like non-existent pretty much. Mm. Like other than if you were on a trial, you don't see anyone else mm. other than the people that are in camp, like your other campmates. So you will go into a talk talkie and there is a camera and a speaker and the producer talks to you and asks you questions about, you know, what happened in the day or how funny was, you know, so-and-so doing this or mm. whatever. And you do your interviews. So mm. um, that's as much producer, I guess, interaction as you have. Yeah. Other than when you go on a trial, yeah. so when you leave camp and mm. obviously you are met with a producer and they like mm. chaperone you and all of that kind of stuff. So that's the only outside interaction you get at all. Wow. And so yeah. medical, like obviously if something happened, if you weren't feeling well, yeah. like there was always someone that you could, what, do you yell out to them? Do you go, can you <laughs> see them standing in a corner? Like No, so medical, so 24-7. So obviously they're filming us 24-7. There's people on a 24-hour roster in the control room. So people are watching us all day, all night uh. for the entire time. And medical, like there was one night, so regularly, like back home, I take magnesium every night, yeah. right? But because I'm eating a better amount of food. Right now at the moment, I'm still not eating a lot, so I still can't even take magnesium. Oh. But I was a bit blocked because, you know, you're eating less and yeah. all of this stuff, all, like, these, all these changes are, are happening. And so I had taken my magnesium, but I woke up in the middle of the night with the worst cramps because magnesium... Makes you poop. It makes you poop. Yeah. And I just had like the worst diarrhea and like cramps. And I just, I went into the talk talking and I was just like crying. I'm like, I just feel so nauseous and like I can't sit up in bed and just like, you know, put the TV on yeah. and like get my mind you off things. You can't distract yourself. You know? So I went in there, like had a bit of a cry, spoke to the producer and obviously the the medic. So what happens is you're in the talk talkie, they can see you. So the medic in the medic's tent has a screen. So you're kind of talking to them but through, through. the producer. Oh. So you know, the producer's like, okay, so just explain to me, like, how, what are you feeling in your stomach, all of that kind of stuff. And then the medic would say, okay, we'll give her a anti-nausea, anti-spasmodic, whatever you call that. Yeah. And then I took that and then eventually, like, my, my tummy just kind of calmed down and then I mm. thought, okay, I can go back to sleep now. Yeah. But it, when the, the hardest thing about being in camp is when you are feeling unwell. Mm. Um, because well, that's when you start missing home even more. Yeah. That's when you're missing your boyfriend or your dog or just when, the comfort things. When you've got a headache, when you've got a sore tummy, yeah. when you're, you're blocked or yeah. whatever it could be. Like I know when I lost my voice, like when it just before that first trial um, with Carrie Ann, the one with the, the multiple boxes. Oh, yes. That morning I thought like I was so sick. Because I thought, yeah, I, I thought completely you were sick. lost my voice. I was 
I guess it was like maybe a week in or six days in. So I was like deep in the detox. So yeah. I was like feeling really shit. I lost my voice because obviously I was talking a lot. Yeah. I, I don't usually talk that much and I yeah. do talk a lot. Yeah. But also the smoke. I think the smoke was a really big factor mm. in me losing my voice because now I'm, I'm out of the jungle Normal. and I'm like my voice is, you know, I, I can scream again. I can yeah. do everything. And that was the only thing that was in there that was not in your day-to-day life. Here, exactly. So. That was the only kind of and variable yeah, there. So. bonfires. Yeah. And it, oh, my God. Day. The snot in my nose was all black. And it was well, like while you are sleeping. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And, and sometimes just, I'd wake up and I'd, I'd wake up because of the smoke. Oh. Like I could just smell smoke and that smoke smell would wake me up because probably my body's like, oh, bitch, wake up. You're going to burn alive or some shit. Yeah. Like, right. I don't know. So feeling unwell was the hardest. Mm. Like that, that was the toughest thing. But you just, yeah, I mean, you watch 24-7. There's a medic there 24-7 mm. and they've got every medication under the sun. Like they've got whatever. Like there's a medic tent right near camp and then the the main base is where all the producers are and like the main – I guess setup is. Yeah. So everything's thought out, everything's looked after. Yeah. Obviously all of our meals are weighed and like everything is so planned out down to the every rice grain. Like everything is weighed and measured by a dietitian, by a food team. Wow. As crazy as it sounds, but yes, we were on 800 calories yeah. a day and I feel like I need to say exactly what we would eat because yeah. this is the, one of the bigger questions as well of yeah. what we would get up, and asked in the group. And when I think about this and the food intake, I'm like, eh, Dom and like, you know, some of the girls, probably a little bit, you know, easier, not as much uh, that you're burning or not as much energy that you need like some of the blokes in there. Mm. Like Nathan, for instance, the biggest guy in there. Imagine him on 800 calories. Oh, yeah. Nathan would, like, be telling us about how much he eats in a day. Yeah. And I'm like, babe, <laughs> like, this is torture. For, uh, but, look, even though, like, I'm a female and I'm a small female, the food that I was getting was not uh, fueling my body at yeah. all. Like, at all. So for breakfast, we would get four tablespoons of oats, porridge, whatever you want to call it, which is cooked with water. But in the okay. porridge, they have, like, um like pepita seeds cut up and like some other gra- – What's like, a pepita seed? Like a sunflower seed. I oh, think. okay. I, I, I don't know. They, they had like some kind of seeds in there. So I think that was maybe to give it a little bit more fiber? protein or fibre. Yeah. I'm not too sure. Mm. So we get that much porridge. Wow. Um, and to be honest with you, I w- would be hungry like within oh, straight an hour. Away. I was like, that's just not enough breakfast for me. You know how much time, I love breakfast. Yeah, I know. I wonder what time you guys are having breakfast as well. Because when you're eating such little food, mm. you've got to be like so calculated with the time that you're eating. So they'd wake us up pretty early, like before the sun would come up. Oh. And then by the time we'd wake up and then they'd say, Deb, because Deborah would cook the porridge every morning. Mm. Um the food would be ready to collect in the tok toki, so she'd go and get it and then she'd soak the oats for a bit. Uh, her method of cooking the porridge was amazing to watch and, like, all the food demonstrations were all of our entertainment because we had fuck all else yeah. to do. Um, and so we would just learn how to cook and learn how mm. everyone did everything. Like, that was the beauty of it. But, yeah, so breakfast was that. I reckon we would eat breakfast around 7, 7.30. Some mm. of the boys at the start because they wanted to fast or to, oh. like, I don't know what their thinking was. Like, Adam mm. Cooney... Mate, Adam Cooney, seriously, was, like, not eating till lunch. And I'm like, what is the point of could you Could you save your breakfast for yes. lunch? Well, I mean, if you wanted, you could put it in your cup and then just have it next to your bed. Oh. But who's doing that? Some of the boys were doing it. Like, um, Harry did it a bit. Woody yeah. did it. At the start, they were still working out because, obviously, you yeah. still got the energy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then towards the end, like, oh, nah. God, no. Like, we were just doing very, very light workouts or very light. Things, you know yeah. what I mean? Then lunch would come around so and we would eat lunch after the live show. So that would mean it would be about like 1 o'clock, 1.30 mm. local time in South Africa. So 1 o'clock lunch. Right. That's when it was like 7 o'clock our time Yeah, if it was live. Yeah. Well, it would be at the end of the live show. So yeah, it would be right. 8.30 or oh 9 gosh. o'clock. So then we'd eat and for lunch we would get its brown rice and – I think they're black-eyed peas, but they're beans. They're not actual peas, but they're – I don't even know what they are. I can't even eat – Black-eyed peas. Guys, I still can't even eat beans. And I love baked beans. I love, like, the fajoli that my nonna makes. I love the lotty beans. Can you get different beans? But I feel – 
traumatized. Yeah. Even like, like last night we went for dinner for the first time at Nobu and there was those rice like cubes and I was like even like I don't even know if I can eat that because mm. I'm I'm traumatized by rice. But anyway, I ate the Nobu rice guys, all right? Yeah, I just it was, wanted, and it wasn't like cuz it was deep rice. fried and it had salt it. was deep on it. fried, then it had like this tuna and avocado like yummy thing yeah, that delicious, you're, okay? Oh my God, Actual flavor. Un- I mean, it's Nobu. Unlike the food Come that on. we have for lunch, which is yeah. two tablespoons of rice what? and like three if you're lucky four tablespoons spoons of beans and my trick of what I would do and then everyone started copying was the only thing that we would get in our little pantry I say with inverted commas because pantry is like literally a chopping board and some knives is olive oil Mm. so obviously olive oil full of healthy fats yeah it's going to fill you up everything right yeah so I would always kind of douse my lunch wait could you put as much olive oil as you want well we were told that we went through the most olive oil anyone's ever gone through and it became quite a joke in camp because when I took over the cooking yeah. at the end, I you was just going through so much olive oil. And, like, I mean, that was we had to fill ourselves up yeah. some way and the olive oil is a great source of fats. Yeah. It's healthy fats. It's great for you. Yeah. And so that would kind of fill me up. By mid-afternoon, you, you're starving. You're like, when are they getting back from mm. doing these trials? We're bloody starving. Like, can we get this? And underway. Yeah. Honestly, all day you'd just be waiting for nighttime, waiting for that bag to come in with the food, food. and waiting for that. And to look on everyone's stuff. face when they would see that bag coming through, it's just like they've literally never seen anything in life ever. That oh. everyone's eyes just light up and it's like it's the best ah. part of the day. Yeah. Best part of the day. So obviously you guys know that we go to trials and we've got to win stars. Mm. Uh, and the more stars we win, it means the more food for camp. And the longer that you are in camp, you soon realise just how important that dinner is and getting more stars Mm. because the amount of food that you eat during the day is nothing and Mm. by the night time you are so depleted and just starving and, Mm. like, there's only so much water you can drink. Like, Mm. it's just, like, you just feel gross. I've got to ask, at this point, let's just say, like, we're in in the jungle, you know, maybe 10 days has passed, everyone's sort of... Settled in, you kind of all overcome the withdrawals and you kind of, everyone's leaning into it now. Yeah, it was right? about like day 15, I think we all, so day 15, because day seven is when you peak. Right. Of your, like, everything. Your, on your come down. Yeah. Like, you're like peaking, it's bad, right? So everyone's settled. Okay, let's yep. just say, everyone's comfortable yep. now. Yeah. Comfortably, uncomfortable, whatever. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. And at this point, like, has anyone even had any, Kind of, oh, that person's like pissing me off. Let's just put aside you and Carrie Ann, you know, for yeah, now. Yeah. But, like, you know, at any point, did anybody get frustrated with anyone? I mean, look, the, we had a, a few really loud characters, obviously. Like, yes. I mean, I think I'm loud and I think I talk a lot, but then I met Nathan and Aisha and I'm like, wow, I'm yeah. fucking quiet. Oh, you mate. were so quiet. Like, compared to them, I know. you were like, which an is angel. crazy. Because like, you know how, like, yeah. how I am. Yeah, no, like, they. Yeah. So, I mean, there was there were some periods of time when I was having, like, maybe a down day or, like, I just wasn't in the mood. Yeah. And they would be, like, very loud or, like, something very would be energetic. going on. Very energetic. Yeah. And I just wanted to, like, lay down and, like, be in my zone. And you kind of like, oh. It's hard to have alone time in there. You can't. Like, if you're yeah. laying in your bed, but everyone else is around and you just want to have some solo time, I would have to go down to by can, the water can or the you bridge. just go to the 100%. Okay, yeah. Like, 100%. you can have a bit of downtime. And that's what I would do. Yeah. I would go down to the um, creek. Yeah. And I would do like some rock sculptures. Like, yeah. you know how you like do the rocks? I would just like talk to myself. Yeah. Oh, I, I would, would like talk that. To, talk to Millie. Yeah. I would like sing songs. Yeah. Because you can't sing commercial music on, on the show. So I would be alone. I'd just be talk, like singing to myself. And that's why Pete and Aisha had Came like, up started with those... flaming ducks and started, oh, you know, my God. Uh, cold. A beer at the Mediterranean yes. Sea, old oh. friend, that's where you'll find me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, that's commercial now. They'll probably come for me now. Oh, my we'll, God. We'll be sued by the Flaming Ducks. Oh, the Flaming Ducks. That was so actually funny. pretty funny. Oh, my God. It was actually fucking it's, hilarious. But, and, and do you know that song got in your heads like an earworm? And that and <laughs> I remember, just remember Nick Cummings, the, oh, the, badger. the honey badger, yes. being like, he just looked around going, like, what the fuck? He this- came in and, like, left. He was pretty in and out. He I mean, he, because he could do anything. I'm like, well, there's he, nothing that this guy can't do. Literally. He and I, my my partner, like, knew him from rugby. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know anything about the Badger. But Guy was saying, like, he'll eat everything. He'll do anything. He'll, he's do, anything. He's do, he'll do it all. And I'm like, He bit by snake and didn't even flinch. He did not even. He looked at the cameras and was like, yeah. Like, he was just like. 
Well, it was so weird. It's, he was like a really interesting character. I loved getting to know Nick. I wanted to know um, more about him and like yeah. what he's like. He He's amazing. I can't wait to like ha- mm. hang out with him more and get to know him more. But I loved listening to him talk about, you know, his career, yeah. his, his family. Like he has a partner now and yeah, a, little, a little baby. Kid, yeah. um, and he's his lifestyle and his way of living now yeah. um, up in the New South Wales hinterland area. Like we would do these like Q and A nights, and yeah. um, I think it was my question I asked him like, "What's your greatest fear in life?" Yeah. And his is just not giving everything a go. Like mm. his is like not trying. He's very much. He it, it seems like from what I've seen on his Instagram mm. and you know what his life's very much about. It's kind of like the caveman way. Yeah. Like it he's like the hunter-gatherer. So. Like yeah. it is. It is. It's like mm. you eat it raw. I feel like the badger reminds me of that kind of really like yeah. testosterone, you know, like real like yeah, I'll I- take the lead of the pack and eat everything. Yeah, like I don't want to call it like a manly man, but you do mm. get that vibe from him. Just like, like I know full you of testosterone. Really, yeah, you know, I know you can't like, really say that now, but I think he, he really – I don't know. He's a really interesting character. Yeah. I think he probably does get a bit like misunderstood. Yeah. Um. But so he was the bachelor, right? And yeah. he didn't choose someone. Yeah. And he really didn't want to talk about bachelor at all. Oh, really? Did you guys try? Oh yeah. He just didn't want to talk about bachelor. Like really? you, you found out pretty quickly. Don't fucking talk about the bachelor. I think it was a bit of a shitty experience for him, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think he ha- he was very traumatized by it, and I think yeah. the way that the bachelor works and behind the scenes, and this is from what he told us, yeah, is that he didn't want to put the girls through anything. And like, I guess, as in, like, let's be together, a, break up. Yes, after. exactly. Because like, he wasn't sure. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to just choose one of them I because I no, have to. But I'm not sure on either of them, and I respect that. Yeah, no. When I, I'm pretty sure I watched that season, and I was like, fair call, buddy. Like, why commit to a chick? Yeah. And then in a month's time, eh, like you break up. Yeah. And then I actually media respect goes it. nuts. Like, yeah. You might as well just do it on the show. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we had some really like cool characters in, yeah. in camp. Like, obviously, we had Dicko, and yeah. Dicko and I had like a really kind of like bulls butting heads relationship he kind of does remind me of my dad in the sense Mm. that we can kind of have this like a stoush and then just like talk the next second and it'd be fine i kind of felt like you guys got each other Mm. it was like i i know i can say something to you and have a go at you yeah but it's like you can respectfully give it back yeah in a way i think the turning point for that relationship though was going into the when Cack had come in and it mm. was regarding the makeup mm. um, because everyone loves to talk about that I was so upset that Kerryanne got makeup and mm. I didn't get makeup. Mm. I think that whole scenario was really misunderstood, but I think it was a real turning point for Dicko and I because that was the point where we really understood each other and he got because I think a lot of people think, oh, yeah, she's a tough bitch, but when I get sensitive, they freak out because mm. people don't really see that sensitive side to me. But that's also because, and this goes back to maths and all the shit that happened there, mm. and I've always said that too, that, yes, people misunderstand you just because you have an opinion, just because you have the courage and the confidence to share your opinion in the yeah. way that you do. People think that you're just this, like, shielded fucking machine that yes. doesn't have Robot, emotion. pretty much, and yeah, with no emotion. isn't sensitive, yeah. but yeah. it's like, if anything, when someone has an opinion and the courage to speak up, it's because they are passionate. It's because they're emotionally attached or connected to something. Mm. Like, if anything, it's the total opposite to what people think. Yeah. It's it's one of those things that, you know, it, it's my whole life of being misunderstood. But yeah. to be honest with you, I think doing I'm a Celeb was a really big turning point. But yeah. th- that moment with the makeup and mm. Carrie Ann and, and that kind and of disagreement yes. with Dicko, I was shocked. I think he, everyone could see it on my face that yeah. I was I was a bit, oh, I was stunned that I was met with that response from yeah. Dicko because, like I was saying before, we would do these Q&A nights, like getting to know new people and obviously Carrie Ann had just come in that day or the day before. Mm. And so we were trying to make her feel like more assimilated and whatever, which to me was like so silly. I'm like, if she doesn't want to like join in with everyone, then asking her questions and making her feel self-important is not going to help the situation. I didn't really get that. I didn't understand that when the, the group was kind of like, let's make her feel more a part of the group. I'm like, I'm like, well, fucking, I'm like, are we well, going to do that for everyone then? Exactly. Like, uh, what if, you know, what if um, but that why person should is not... everybody else make one person Look, feel I don't know, part... because Dicko probably it... was up her ass. I don't know, well, babe, he really to be liked her. He, yeah. yeah. I just he was a fan. Like of her or something. Dicko's a very people pleaser at the end of the day. Yeah. I think he is. As much as he would probably say he isn't, yeah. and he probably would hate that, but I yeah. think that he is. Anyway, so my question was going to be about the makeup. Yes. Because I was just confused as to 
it had nothing to do with the contracts at the start. Like yeah. th- this all came into it. But I just was like, okay, guys, we go in there, we get all of these eco-friendly products, okay? Yeah. Like eco-friendly toothpaste, which tastes like shit, doesn't even clean your teeth. Like, oh, my God, I couldn't wait to brush my teeth mm. with Colgate, like scrub the fuck out of my teeth. We would get eco-friendly toothbrush, which does nothing. Mm. Soap, uh, shampoo, conditioner, like all of the washing detergent, to clean your clothes, to wash the dishes. Mm. All of it's eco-friendly. It doesn't clean. It doesn't do anything. Then in comes Carrie-Anne with all of these makeup products that certainly aren't eco-friendly, that when she goes in the shower or washes her face or washes her hands, all that water leads to go back into the creek. Mm. So I'm here thinking, okay, well, if she can have her aspect doctor Mm. cleanser Mm. and vitamin C, why can't I? Like I went into the jungle being like everyone's on the same page here, mate. We are all living Everyone's eating 800 calories a day. As I said to Anna and Pete in the jungle, everyone's shitting in a box, okay? Yeah. Like no one's getting – there's no porcelain toilet yeah. that you're sitting on. There's We're no all doing this thro- together. Yeah. So I just felt that it was very – I just felt like the, the power imbalance there just yeah. – it really got to me. I didn't mm. like it. Mm. With the makeup, I wanted to ask the question of how do you feel, Carrie ann that you came into the jungle with all this makeup all this skincare and you're using it in front of everyone and you haven't addressed it and, like, none of us get any of that. Mm. That, that was my question. It was a genuine question. Yeah. I don't see anything aggressive or abrasive with no. that question. Then Dicko said that is an abrasive question. It comes off a little bit aggressive and I was taken back by that yeah. a lot. So was I. The second he said that it comes off a bit aggressive, aggressive. it took me straight back to maths yeah. and I was like, my anxiety, I could just like my heart was beating so yeah. fast. I started sweating. Mm. I was like, "Oh my god, Dominica, don't cry!" I'm like, "I don't, I don't want to start this." Like, "Oh my god, this is the worst thing. I don't want this to happen again. Mm. I don't want to be crying on TV. I don't want this to be my story again." Yeah, fucking on TV. But I was just like, everything's heightened in there. You're starving. You're sleep deprived. You're emotional because you're missing your family and friends. And I was but just also, like, you've got this guy who's a lot older than you. Who's he's a grown man. You know, you're at this point sitting on the log because I remember this very well. You're sitting down on the log. Yeah, I was on my and bed he's standing, and he's standing up. And yeah, he's standing being yeah, like, yeah. that's aggressive, you know, like yeah. he's having a crap, having a yeah. bit of a dig. Yeah. And I knew straight away I was like, okay, that's not right. Yeah. Dom's not going to like this. Yeah, like, and, and imagine if I had stood up and walked towards him and go, yeah, yeah well, say it to me at my face level. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, in that moment, I was very emotional. Yeah. I was really missing my family. I was like, fuck this. Like, I'm not a rat in a cage here. Yeah. Like, well, this is like, come on, there's got to be some kind of yeah. balance. We've got all got to be in this together. Mm. So I was just like really upset about that. I walked away. I was really, really upset. Yeah. And I think that was a really big turning point for Dicko and I's relationship mm. because I had my little cry and I just felt shit about it. I didn't like that he called me aggressive. I didn't yeah. think my question was aggressive. It was actually just genuinely curious. Yeah. Um, I don't see like we're all living in the middle of the fucking South African mm. jungle. Um, what else do you want to talk about here? Like I'm not going to ask. I'm not interested in asking Karen about her career in, in media or who's been her favourite interview. If I wanted to learn that information, I could probably just fucking Google, Google it because she's answered that question about a million times. Yeah. But – yeah, look, everything changed from from then on. But the thing I didn't appreciate at the end of this, and this is, I guess, guys, we are going to come back mm. and we are going to continue this chat and we're yes, going to really go deep are. into the Carrie Ann thing. But I just want to end this episode because where I guess things really heat up with the tension here between – I didn't know at the time that this was tension because I just thought, well – it's just camp living and, you know, yeah. we're all in this together. But after Dicko and I had our chat, actually this was before Dicko and I made amends and became friends and whatever mm. um, that night, but he'd obviously gone and told Kerryanne what had happened and, you know, that mm. I was feeling upset, and which mm. I hated that. Like don't treat me like a fucking child yeah. and don't be like, well, Dominica's upset because you've got a makeup bag and she feels, mm. you know, whatever. I was sitting on my bed at the time, I never forget, because I was putting on itchy bite cream because I had a really bad itchy bite on my tit. Mm. And I was, it's funny that they even aired it because you can see me putting on the cream on my boob, like on my chest. And I was like, well, she's going to come and sit down on my bed. Okay. Um, I felt a little bit, 
I don't want to say the word intimidated, but I think I was in that moment feeling intimidated mm. because I knew that she knew all of this and I knew I was just going to get a speaking to. So uh, Dicko had ran, he'd gone and told her. Dicko has gone and told Carrie Ann what's happened. But I was upset about that she had makeup, makeup. and I didn't. Okay, so he, he beat um, you to it basically. Yeah, the conversation was quite condescending. I know a lot of it didn't go to air because I have watched the scene. Yeah. She did say that, um, you know, obviously she's much older than I am and she needs makeup and I don't. Mm. Okay. No. No. <laughs> I, I, we're in no? the jungle. Yeah. I, I don't know if you know, but like we travelled like many, many hours mm. uh, to get here. Like there's no hot water. We're not showering. Like I don't know what where you think we are. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously didn't say this. I just let her talk and just went like yeah, that with my head. Yeah, like, we're yeah. thinking it. Yeah. Um, and you know, then she was just saying like I've been in this. It was a very condescending conversation. It didn't come across on the TV. I don't know why they cut that out, but. She just said, when you've been in the industry as, for as long as I have, um, you can, mm. you know, write that into your contract and you wouldn't know because you're, you know, it's not something that you are aware of. But I've been in this industry for long enough and I can write whatever I want Get in yourself my a better manager. Yeah. Get yourself a better manager, read your contracts, all of this kind of stuff. And at this point I was just like, is she serious? Like genuinely, guys, in my head she's talking and saying this and I'm just like, fuck. Oh, and, I, and to be honest with you, I haven't said this yet, but I could have blown up at that point. Let's oh, be honest. I was, hold, I was holding back. 100%. Like, you've got no fucking idea. I was yeah. about to say, stand up, get off my bed, yeah. and go back to your fucking throne. Yeah, you're Because I know that's where you want to be sitting. Because then she went on this tangent talking about how she'd interviewed Priscilla Presley or something, or the mother. She goes on this tangent about doing an interview, talking about Elvis, and, you know, asking the right question. Pretty much the moral of the story, what she was trying to say was if you ask a question in the right way, you will get a person to answer it. I'm like, Bro, I didn't even ask you the question to start off with. So why are you even, oh, you know, when I had my show and, like, I would interview all of these people, I'm like, that's great. I'm really glad for you that you had your career. And I you wish did we you- got to see this. Oh, I wish they dude, did it was the It was the weirdest out-of-body experience of my life. Her just, like, talking about herself and, like, all of this. And it was, like, so condescending being, like, I'm a shit kicker. I've got no idea. I've been... The weird thing is, is when I was doing like my beauty influencing stuff, I was like, I did a makeup segment on on Studio 10 with her. I don't care that she doesn't remember who I am because like whatever. Okay. I get that. Yeah. But just because like I was on a reality TV show and you've been in the media industry for 30, 40 years, whatever, Mm. um, the premise of being in the jungle together is it's that we're all on the same level. Doesn't matter that you're better than this person or not better than this person or whatever or like correct. It, but it, also going into the jungle, it's not about oh, hun, get a better manager to get you makeup in the jungle, hun. That's not that's not why we're here. Exactly. And it wasn't about not, the it, makeup. Yeah. It was about the fact that she didn't even hadn't even acknowledged to the group that oh, guys, you I've know, got, this is yeah, my like, benefit. Like, this is what I've asked yes. for. Yeah, you know, like I would she have was just kind of like floating around in bed doing a full face of makeup, and everyone's kind of like, "What's going on?" And look, that's a scene that I'm glad that you shared because you know, obviously, they didn't air it, mm. so we didn't see that there was this already tense, built up yeah. tense and yeah. tension between you and Kak before what the fuck went down in the eating challenge when you ate the testy and carry on, and we're gonna get yeah. there. We're gonna get there, <laughs> but we're gonna come back. And we're going to dive really deep, guys. There are some things that I haven't said in any interview. Like all I've done is the project interview coming out of the jungle because I knew I wanted to save it all for this moment. Which is really exciting because now, guys, we finally get to hear what really went down. Obviously, everyone's had this. Everyone's had their say about it. Like Woody went and did an interview. Dicko obviously did. Um, Everyone's had their say on it. And Carrie has spoken. I haven't said anything. And I've, you know, like I said, I did all my notes and I've I've, Mm. I've thought about this long and hard and Mm. really unpacked everything. So it's exciting. Yeah. And I I, I can't wait for you guys to hear this and I can't wait to hear everyone's opinions. So we'll uh, be chatting with you very soon. Stay tuned. Part two. What actually happened with uh, CAC?